Born sometime in March of 2001, Jack Livingston Davis is a hack. Jack has tried his hand at many fields within the arts, screenwriting, acting, juggling, but he has struggled to make anything of note and frankly stands still at the same level of mediocrity he has for years. So now Jack has decided to take a turn into film criticism because anyone can do it, right? Wrong. Do not listen to this podcast. Robin. Yeah? What the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm just, I'm just recording the introduction to your podcast. I, I know. I was, I was listening in the other room. What the, <laughs> this isn't what I wrote for you. Oh, I know. I just decided to make a few edits to it. You, you don't need to make any edits. It was, it was, it was fine before. Uh, I just thought I could elevate the material a little bit. It was, you know, a bit droll if I say so myself. What's this about me juggling? I haven't juggled since I was six years old. Well, you weren't very good at it. Robin, I, I just wanted you to record an intro for my podcast. You, you rewrote the entire thing. What the heck, man? Well, if you weren't satisfied with my edits, you can try it yourself. I did. I did try it myself. I wrote a monologue for you to record. No need to. You know what? Forget it. Hi, I'm Jack. This is my podcast, Real the Real. Enjoy. Well, that was rather droll. Hey guys, this is Jack. Thank you guys for tuning into part one. Um, today in part two, I have three quarters of Fox Hedge. I got Seamus, Nick, and Alana up in here. Um, yeah. I've seen people like doing like a monologue or a scene or something, and they like forget one word, and then their mind like tramples backwards. They're like, oh, I forgot a word or something. And this is like happening in real time in front of the audience, and you're like, oh, this shit, like it's kind of over. But if you just like that other guy like if you just like power through and do what you're doing and someone's like oh dude like that was really good but like you forgot this line just like amend that later and you'll be like oh yeah like whatever like it's totally it's all in your head and I like never got my head around that I also think it's like a part of performing like I think it's it's so accepted I, I don't think like people like want to come after people for messing up on stage because mm -hmm. you you are that person that has the guts to come up on stage yeah which is huge yeah and i also think that it's just a part <laughs> of like being a performer and i think like you just work it into your little act or whatever i think one of the best examples well first off i just want to say i like i feel like with performers and and versus audience the relationship they have it's always the performer's responsibility to get that energy going yeah. and then it's the audience's responsibility to relay that energy and then it's just like a chain reaction between the two and then it just keeps building and that's what makes it so fun yeah but like with messing up the best example i can think of is when we saw tyler the creator at golf ball i was there this man <laughs> literally forgot his lines almost in like every single song yeah like, oh shit forgot the lines my bad <laughs> uh, no he was doing he was doing Yonkers, and he did not, he forgot, he did like, not remember. Page. Yeah. It was so I mean, good. it happens. Like, and, like, he didn't give a crap, and neither did the audience, because cause everyone cause was so hyped to yeah, do that. And he didn't give a crap, and I think that's, <laughs> if you don't give a crap, the people who want to see you won't either. And, like, I was, like, it was, it was a fine example of, like, the crowd knew he messed up, and he knew he messed up, mm -hmm. and he, like, and, and, he like didn't even give it. Oh, that's my shit. Hold on, I'll put, I'll put it control. Boom against the wall. Are you talking about the ringing? Yeah. 
Do you hear like a who? Yeah. Uh, in terms of, sorry, in terms of like, uh, like not giving a crap, I'd say like admitting that you messed up, but then everyone being like totally okay with it. Like that's like where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Did you guys see, um, do you guys see Brockhampton at Gut Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think that with like, there's the tarp over the golden jet and then they just like lift it up and they're all just like in the golden jet, like what's good. But yeah, I saw, I saw Brockhampton with these people and then they were like, um, they were like, Oh, Tyler, Tyler's on right after this. I was like, Oh yeah. Like just stand in the same place, whatever. They're like, yeah, he's on in like an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, all right. Huff. And then, cause we got, we got moshed like all the way to the front at Brockhampton so I was like, okay, this is awesome. So we just like stood upright for an hour and 45 minutes. Um, and then Tyler came out and you knew Tyler was coming out cause it like gets dark. And then the, st- yeah. Like what he did when he was coming out was nuts. He, yeah, the whole, he had the whole Igor persona and then he switched oh, over yeah. back to his original Tyler and then he closed with Igor. That's cool. Yeah. It, it was great. He had a great performance. I think uh, <laughs> Did you see? Oh wait, no, you weren't. You were standing at the Tyler. Um, I forget what stage it was, but one of the stages Lil Wayne played. Oh, was, I wanted to. I didn't see him. It was the funniest thing ever. Really? Why? <laughs> he's just. He's like he's getting old. And he's getting <laughs> Is he? We don't know that. Yeah, we do. I don't know that. It's Lil Wayne. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> He's got like some. He's got some good stuff, but like, I'm. I've never been like a self-promised Little Wayne fan by any. <laughs> oh, what you guys are? <laughs> oh, did it? Did it do the mic thing? Oh my gosh! It like scared me like really bad. <laughs> I almost like. I have a friend whose who's microphone does that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. I don't know why it happens at all. Like I was in an acting class. And, um, like, we were just listening to the teacher talk, and, like, I didn't have myself on mute. So he was like, okay, yeah, guys, so, um, so, like, Allison, your self-tape is really good. Um, I think you, I think you just need to work on your eye line. Ah! And he, everyone was like, fuck, like, what the hell? And I don't, I never hear it. So I'm always like, why is everyone, like, bugging out? Like, My, like the memes that I watch where things are, like, really disordered, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, this is pure yeah. Yeah, which one is a way to keep it on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that's gonna come up on SoundCloud. <laughs> like, people are just gonna be like, "Oh, oh, that's cool." They're talking. Oh, Gumball, and then they're like, "Fish." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that. Would, but dude, Gumball, I went with these people. Um, they had a three-day pass, and I like stayed with them at the Airbnb, and it was like I had only gone for the day Tyler was there so I, like I there were some of my friends yeah. and um but that day was just like so great like I saw part of Hippocampus's set like that was pretty cool we've seen Hippocampus three times right? yeah that was our third time seeing them. really that was my first time hearing them and I was like oh my god oh yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite bands ever really yeah they're insane I love I love those guys and it's just they were also their school of rock alum the lead singer. Really? Yeah, the lead singer uh, and the bassist That's are both cool. School of Rock guys. And they did a Q&A for School of Rock a while ago, which I thought was so Sick. cool. That's crazy. But they, they've got, yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I like that's crazy. Their school of rock. I see what you're saying though. Like Tyler, like that's the perfect example of like. I I'm, I think I said like I was like example, but it's the perfect example of like a performer who like totally has confidence in himself. Like I agree. Like he was messing up like a lot, but everyone was too busy being like new magic wand to like notice that he was like, right. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he would do answer. Cause I love that song, but he, he like, I don't think he did that much wolf stuff. Yeah. Nah, I feel like he definitely only did. He kind of did like a greatest hits performance, which was cool. Yeah. yeah that, that, was, that was his first performance since Igor hit the, yeah, it was his first, like, that's what they touted Gubball. They were like, see Tyler do songs from Igor. And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know if I, uh, I'm fine with taking this Tyler detour. I don't know if it's like um, the Gone Gone, like, I don't know if Igor was my favorite album, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like Once Upon a Time in Tarantino. It's like, I didn't, I kind of like expected something else going into it. So then, like, I didn't appreciate it or like it. And then I, like, listened to it not as, like, expecting those things or watched it. And then I, like, as its own movie or as its own album. And then I was like, oh, like, this is cool. I just didn't like the fact that he was, like, it was all just him producing. And, like, some of the songs I, like, didn't love. But most of it I was, like, I kind of, like, liked what he did. Like, I have – that's the only Tyler album I have on vinyl because I think the other ones are, like, hard to get. But – yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to Tyler since I was like a youngin. Really? Yeah, like I've been listening to Tyler. I think the first time I started listening to Tyler Creator was like seventh grade. Really? Listening. No, he's been around like since like probably before 2012 ish. No, because Odd Future, Odd Future was uh, well, yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but anyway, like it kind of reminds me of like when I first started listening to Tyler, I was really into, like, Wolf and, like, mm-hmm. Goblin and what's the other one? What's the other one called? Bastards. Bastards. Yeah. Bastard. Um, those were, like, the three one. that I knew. And then he released Cherry Bomb. And at first I was like, eh. But then I fell in love with it so fast. And then if you see his progression from Cherry Bomb to, like, his, his what is it? Flower Boy. It's like you can just see how every time he like does a new album, it's like a I don't want to say like a phase, but it almost is like a phase. Yeah, like I agree. and yes. musicianship has been put into a lot more of his later stuff, which I definitely see him growing more and more, which I really mm-hmm. appreciate. But I get Igor. I wasn't expecting how it was a good was it, how it sounded, but I I it took me like a few full listens for the album for me to like really just dive into it because sometimes that happens yeah Um, but i love the album now like i love that album i like it i like um or what were you gonna say no i was just gonna a fun fact about igor and why it's like a crazy good project is because he was like the only producer on that album and it was the first album to ever reach number one like first rap album to ever reach number one where the artist was the sole producer oh really that's all yeah, and he held it. He held he know. held that top spot for so long too. Damn. But I feel it, Igor was so Igor cool. was definitely just like a massive step in his in his um, career, because he's also Tyler is just probably one of I, personally for me Tyler's like one of the greatest musicians mm-hmm. 
of like not because of his music but also because he's a like fantastic businessman he had a tv show yeah. he's got oh loiter squad is so have you seen the one where he plays like the white golfer yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Like, he's like putting the golf balls in the wash he's like gotta wash my balls or something <laughs> what is the theme song it's like i like cheese i like cheese i like cheese i like cheese but no yeah i feel like with him like that's like that's like the pinnacle of like you're a great business person who knows how to I see I, I can't say him because I don't know if he's the one behind it all I know he's got like a massive team and like they help him out with a ton of yeah, things I think he does yeah. he's definitely like a really smart guy who knows how to play his yeah he really came from nothing to something and like I think he I mean I think in the beginning like he he really went off the shock factor yeah which got him like banned in like a few countries oh yeah Australia. Which I thought was so funny because, like, you see the videos of, like, Tyler on Loiter Squad, you're like, how's this man getting banned? Like, this guy's just <laughs> goof. Dude, like, <laughs> bastard and stuff like that, people were like, oh, that's rated R. Like, people got, like, freaked yeah, out. Yeah. His stuff is a little crazy, but I think that it gave him a good foundation. He got a really good fan base, and he was able to just really just expand as a musician. And I think it's yeah. really cool. He, like, he, like, collaborates with like really cool musicians like what was the guy who does a xylophone roy something roy Ayers. yes he did some with roy yes Ayers. he did on cherry bomb oh really yeah and i remember cherry bomb's the one album i like haven't heard the full way through just i don't know why but... I, would, I would give that a listen it's a great it's a great album i think it is a lot of people were like mixed feelings when it first came out but i remember really liking it um, like the second time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this, this, this stuff's the bomb. But no, he did. Yeah, I think it's called Fly or something with me. I don't know. Find Your Wings. Find Your Wings. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that, I think. Yeah. That's a great song. I probably do know that song. That's a great, you would like that song. I'll listen to it. But he, he definitely like, he went off that shock factor and got all those fans who appreciated that type of music. And then I feel like with every album, he like created he a gets new more fan fans. base yeah. by changing his genre, but yeah, also he just doubles the, down. Yeah, the old the old genre. So like with Bastard and like Wolf, like it was a really fucked up sound. Like he like not even Wolf, more like Goblin, like Goblin. Well, yeah, like go- yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had it was just like he said a lot of crazy stuff. He also always had like these alter egos, like the these characters cool. that oh, yeah. were like in his albums, which I think was and it's like it's such a genius thing to do is yeah, make like storylines for your albums that like yeah move into the so next it's just like it's just so fun for your fans to like make theories and like you know it's yeah. it's, like, it's fun it's all of it's really fun and that's like tyler's tyler creator is like definitely um just one of those musicians that you have to have like just mad respect for because yeah. it's just a great He's just a great, like, businessman in all aspects. Like, because that's, like, me and my friend are obsessed with him just because, like, I'm, like, even if I don't love everything he's ever put out, like, I love his, like, I'm obsessed with his clothes. I love his, like, the culture about him. I love his music. Like, I like his tweets and stuff. Like, I just think he, him and then Kanye, like, are so good at cultivating, like, this culture about themselves, I feel like. Definitely Kanye. I remember I saw I him. A, I saw yeah. him live. I don't know how. It was like, it was like, I was with my friend and I was like, we should go to a concert one night. Like the day of, or like the day before. And I was like, Kanye's playing in New York. 
she was like why don't we go and i was like okay and i found like the cheapest tickets ever i thought they were serious yeah i thought they were gonna be fake but they weren't fake and we saw him it was during his like rant phase okay but he didn't rant at the show which was kind of amazing because he did such a great performance like that was a really great show yeah. and he was, like on this platform and he'd be going back and forth yeah. and i was like wow kanye i see you that's crazy my friend and i like my friend got me into it was definitely after quarantine started he like he got me into old kanye which i would like never Aww. that's like a separate artist i feel like he's just like heartless heartless yeah 808s and heartbreak i think gorgeous is on that album too um and then like yeah have you heard um do you like my friend got me into like because i was always like uh well i never had listened to it the full way through i was like and life of pablo is like okay and then i listened to like all the songs that are on that album like no more parties in la and like waves is crazy like that's such a wacky album it is a wacky album. I remember listening to it when it came out, and I had mixed feelings. I think I still have mixed feelings for it. Mm-hmm. I think there's some really good songs that really shine more than others, but yeah. I think it's still, like, production. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. There was one, that one song I lo- I was listening to, like, some songs because I wanted to ask about, like, the stories behind some of them, and, like, what's the song, like, Kurosho? What is it? Um, like, that was in the music video like the name like what what are you asking like like what's the well i was gonna say what's the i wanted to make sure i had the name of it but then also like kind of what was yeah. pronounced different ways like it's russian Karasho. and the russians say Edisho, okay um but we say crucial because we're chickens okay. we don't know how to say <laughs> anything yeah. um ben came up with we, we got, yeah we've got some interesting song goes because like yeah Karasho, eudaimonia which is uh it's just like happiness, right? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that one's, that one's like short-term happiness. We've got a couple of new ones that we've got. Some funny names. Funky one. names Hedonia. We've got Equanimity. Equanimity. That's going to be a new song. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's the name of like a Chappelle special or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Kurosho is such a funny story because yeah. the original story. piano. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so sorry. That was me. No, you're good. Um, that was me. My feet are on. Uh, I'm I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the original story behind it is like that recording that you're hearing, like the dun da dun da dun, is actually a recording on my phone that is loop. You still have it. Well, and the drums. Yeah, I still have the original. Sick. That's cool. And the drums are I so. Long story short, I'm in my aunt's ba- basement and she's having a garage sale, and I find this really cruddy '90s like kids synth mm-hmm. like it's so junky and I was just playing around with it and I came up with that melody and I just recorded it and the ending is just like me finishing the recording I was like like I didn't know how to end it so I just did that the recording itself is only like 30 seconds it's only 30 seconds but we had it looped yeah Pete did a yeah whole thing he literally did it in like five minutes which is so cool he looped it over until like the the verses were done but i always find it funny that that's it was recorded in my aunt's basement (laughs) that little thing but yeah yeah Yeah, i just like the sound of it like first like i liked it's very like i get like it was sent like it's very spacey it's just like it's crazy it to be like very reminiscent of like childhood and like mm-hmm. just innocence because that's kind of what the song's about 
So all the instruments sound like instruments you'd find in a preschool. Yeah, like all the <laughs> instruments are almost like very it's like, got that, like sweet. the tiny uh, like like xylophone and yeah. I was gonna say the xylophone, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. I don't know what like the mini like toy ones are called, but it's it's something. Vibraphone. Those aren't vibraphones. Vibraphones are bigger. I don't know. But yeah, it's something like a vibraphone. Well, actually, no, it would be like a vibraphone because it's metal. Xylophones are wood. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I know that's a marimba. Wait. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. So we had like the little metal. Actually, that whole ending part we can't even take credit for because that was all Pete. We credited Pete Andrews on that. Yeah, yeah we actually gave him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave him the feature on that because yeah, he. Everything in the end, it was our melody that Alana had written, but he did all the instrumentation and he put all those synths and the the cool stuff at the end. So we get we 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 were like. No way are we taking credit for this. Yeah, no. That's cool, though. That was wacky. I got to ask about Sunset Avenue because it's literally, like, the greatest. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, the opening, what do you call that? Because I don't know shit about music terms. But it's, like, it's like when it kind of echoes, like, it's, like, like, it kind of, I don't know if I'm, like, talking out of my ass, but, like, sounds. I mean, I. Like, reverb? Yeah, I think re- where it's like you have a section and then it changes and then it like goes back to that. Like the opening was kind of like two distinct sounds like alternating kind of. I mean, it's just me playing it's just chords. One guitar. It's just me yeah. playing like a few um, chords. I mean, there was reverb on it, but like it's just like three yeah. chords. <laughs> I, don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but like the opening is very like kind of echoey where it's like, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> um, yeah, what is that song like? I just remember the one line where it's like, something like, feel the way that you do, and I'm so not in love with you. Like, what was it like? Is it like a melancholy song, or is it just a happy song, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even say no. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a real shit song. Like, not like, like the meaning behind it. It's like kind of shitty. Like, okay. so I kind of, throughout high school, like, was never into, like, dating and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. I always thought, found it funny, like, how I hated writing love songs, because I just, like, was too busy doing my own thing, that I, like, always thought love songs were, like, stupid, mm-hmm. so this song kind of, like, mocks a love song, because... I mean, although I love like listening to love songs, because some there's like, great love songs out there yeah. and you jam in. But like personally, like I I honestly hate writing love songs, so I really just wanted to write an anti-love song because <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. And um, it's basically about somebody who likes someone, and that person doesn't like them back, and so they're saying like, "Yo, you live in this great area called Sunset Ave." Mm-hmm. You should just enjoy that and not focus on me. Okay. You like you're gonna like time's gonna pass and you're gonna regret it. Yeah. Kind of, like that's kind of what it's about. Um, which is- and then the music video is also just like these people getting like ripped apart. Like oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Me and video. one of my bestest friends um, decided to make a claymation, and the funny thing is like. The reason why we ended up destroying them in, in the end was because they were like low-key melting mm-hmm. like they were 
they were so close to just like their eyelids would like melt into like the clay yeah. eyes and i was like oh my god how are we gonna finish this thing these dolls look absolutely horrifying it's becoming yeah. like a horror film and she was like let's just destroy them and i was like okay <laughs> and i'm a big fan of like horror stuff and like weird crap so i was just like let's make it let's make it turn for the worse like, yeah let's make it weird <laughs> so we did because I was getting back into it and I was just like, I was like, oh, I forgot the music video. They all get like mutilated. And then that's like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, they were a lot of, that was like the hardest thing I ever had to do is make that damn claymation. I was like, my back was hurting from like moving it. Like like taking the snippets and being uh, like. It turned out so fun and it's like not great but like I think that's amazing I think that's what makes it kind of fun it's just like it's like a really I feel like all of our music videos they're all homemade like we really don't like put too much effort I don't want to say we put too much effort but like we don't go into like extensive detail we're kind of just like let's make a music video like for example our our latest music video which was Kurosho I was filming Bella without her knowing that I was filming her oh really (laughs) I brought my camera with me and I had it, I was like checking it and I got this idea because the song Kurosho is like, it's a sad song. Like it's about anxiety and stuff. So I wanted to capture someone like just in their like, I don't know, like themselves, like how you would like act by yourself. And I just kind of plopped my camera there and I started recording and then that's that was it and I told Bella after I was like I've been recording you it's okay if I make this into a music video and she was like yeah go for it because <laughs> you know we're best friends and so yeah she was like yes girl go and I was like, she's the greatest too she's like great at drawing like great at drawing great at music and I was like how do you do like all this stuff like it's crazy badass girl badass. plus I wish I had like the braveness to like do what she does to her hair like I wish I could just like Oh, yeah. She's like some really sick, like, hair color. Yeah. She's a a very expressive person, which is great for her personality. Yeah. She's got so much body art. She's got the amazing. Yeah. She's got, like, great nails all the time. Yeah. Her outfits are cheetah print. Oh, yeah. She loves her cheetah print. print. (laughs) Yeah. Her and her mom and her dad, I've just known them since, like, O'Killer before. And they're just, like, all the, like, I would, they're such a cool family. I like, yeah. The first time I met her was in Oak Hill, and I was walking past her locker, and she had little drawings of like Pearl Jam cover art and like Adventure Time, and I was like, "Yo, I love Pearl Jam and Adventure Time," and she was like, "Ah!" Adventure Time is one of the greatest shows ever created. Yeah. Oh, Pearl Jam! I think I have a. I don't think you can see it. I have like a a Bad Religion um poster. Bad Religion. Huh? The band? No, the Pearl Jam Bad Religion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like from it's like from a Halloween concert in Philly, and it's like. That's cool. Yeah, it's like I don't know if you can. Let me see, like, like that thing with the yellow and the green That's, on. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty chill. Also, but, like me and Bella were like emo at the same time. So we definitely bonded over we the first time I ever played a live show was at the Oak Hill Academy talent show and we played Lincoln Park. Really? <laughs> and I was definitely there. It was I, so bad. My hair looked like a mop. 
I was wearing my school uniform, and Bella was also wearing her school uniform, but she changed her boots to these platform boots, and she was singing, and I was playing guitar, and it was, it was on YouTube for a time, and I think it got, we took it down, because it was just so, That's really to watch. Crazy. Um, yeah, we, we sounded horrible, but we did the, what was that Linkin Park song? It's like, give me a reason. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. Oh, so, like, what I've swear, done? Maybe. That's the probably. Totally. The I want to ask about another song because it kind of reminds me of Sunset Avenue, and that it that I don't know if it's the hook, like just the opening of the song is very catchy. Like the essential, I think, is definitely. I don't know if it's a similar song to Sunset Avenue, but it definitely like reminds me of it in the sense that like it grabs you from the beginning. It's like very. Um, yeah. That was Seamus. He was the one who created that hook. The yeah, yeah. I gotta say, it's one of my favorite songs in terms of. I like how he wrote it. Of like groove. Mm-hmm. Got like a really, really. I absolutely love the baseline that it has. I was gonna say the baseline, like when you think the song is over-ish in like the middle, and then it like picks up with the baseline. I thought that was like so great. Um, I forgot about that baseline. <laughs> The bass sounds good. Yep, that's it. <laughs> no, but I was. We all, we all. We never play. It we live. hate that song. We hate playing <laughs> we it live. Played it live. Really? Yeah, we don't. We don't. It's. This is one of the times. Yeah. When we say this isn't really what we're about. Yes, so <laughs> I right now. <laughs> it's it's more it's it's not that it's like a bad song and we yeah. don't like it because of the song it's more just like the live aspect of it it's just so boring and tedious for <laughs> yeah. us to play it never gets any good reaction really honestly and people kind of just stand there and go like yeah, yeah, groove. Go, yeah but it's wow. not like the rest of your songs <laughs> where like it's got like a surfy like fast like dance around yeah people yeah. want people yeah. want to move yeah. so we we try to play songs i mean we do slow it down sometimes like at least once in the show and then we'll kind of pick it up again but our main focus is really to give people a good time and to want to come and see us again so that's mm-hmm. kind of like what we or like show your friends <laughs> yeah. hey look at this cool band yeah so you don't but so you guys don't like that song because of kind of like people well, no we we i, I think it's a great song we just don't like we hate live like just live yeah it's I get not, that. It's not fun. Yeah, like all this is it's a great song. <laughs> yeah, we I mean I definitely <laughs> love the we wrote it. That's good. It's got I, I don't know. There's just something about it that like in that era of time when we wrote it, I was I don't I don't I feel like you were also really into like Wolfpack and Weather Report and those guys. Yeah. But I was super into like the whole funkadelic scene. Mm-hmm. I know Nick I can't speak for you, but since you're right here, but I know, I know you were grooving the stuff, and Finn definitely oh, yeah. was grooving the stuff. Yeah. In that practice, we kind of, like, I had the little, the tiny little riff, and we literally yeah. wrote it. We wrote I it still remember that. that. You start with the do. Oh, <laughs> and then you looked at me like, what do we do next? <laughs> yeah. And then that was, yeah, we wrote that. We wrote yeah, it was little, so fun. The little yeah. good synchronized guitar bass part that goes on, uh, I think, twice. Yeah. That Nick and I just kind of sat there for 10 minutes. And, <laughs> Yeah, it sounded cool. He got it a lot faster than I did. <laughs> but, really? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's one thing to have an idea and know exactly how you want it to sound, but it's another thing to actually get your fingers to do the work. Yeah, and yeah. Sound like that. Yeah. So that I've was- had that with writing, just writing anything. Like you're like, not as much for music, but like like scripts and stuff like that. You like, you have a theme, and you're like, okay, I know, I know, I want it to be about this, um, and I know I want the characters to be like this, but like writing a story in order and like executing it is like like my one of my professors was like an idea and a story are two like very different things because you might have an idea and you're like oh like that'd be cool if this happens but then you try to write it and you're like oh I didn't like hash this out enough so I totally I get that how you can just throw ideas out in a room of some people and it kind of just turns into something like it really doesn't take all that much we like we there are times when we don't even talk and we can like write out a song <laughs> yeah just by, like going and like just like, like just playing like off each other yeah and yeah it's funny not all times we usually we do talk. like the wide eye you know the meme of the dude uh the, the guy who's in the game thing where it's the he's like looking regularly then he closes his eyes and then they're open wide yeah i think so i feel like that's what we do like during practice if someone <laughs> do something good we're like, just like all right yeah 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 it's like, a lot of reaction good. yeah so. yeah we look ar- we we definitely look around and see how everyone else is vibing to that stuff and if we, one of us does like a good fill or like a little riff that we like it'll be like yeah i like that try that again and yeah yeah like, see if you could fit it or manipulate it or whatever yeah that's kind of what happened with the essential we just kind of banged it out and then it was like there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very simple song. I think we recorded it probably in like three takes. Yeah. Oh, really? I think it, it, was, it was very, it was a very easy song. Does your memory have to be like pretty, like I know for me, memorizing stuff is hard sometimes. Like, is it easy when you guys are like learning it as you're creating it to just like keep it in your head and like do a take or something? Or is it like you kind of have to? It's um, not too hard to memorize a song. Yeah. Like, we mess up occasionally, but like get, get the hang of it after a while. We've yeah, we've been practicing together for so long that we kind of know a really we have a really good way of learning how, what uh, learning other people's ideas yeah. and adding to that like in real time. That's why like when people like goes who writes the songs, I'm like you're just gonna like everyone because I feel like every single one of us really just adds so much to our music like. If I brought something to Seamus and Pater, it would sound completely different than the original one that I had, and I like it better than what it's, I had in the original. It's kind of like exactly what you were saying. Like, it's like there's a huge difference between the idea and the story. Yeah. And like, in our case, it's it's just a huge difference between the original and then the actual song. Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, what it's like. Because I've never, I've done it where I've written something, and then I send it to someone and they give me notes on it and like comment on it. And then I'm like, I take another stab at it, send it to them. And that process happens like seven times. Like that's what happened when I was at school and I was trying to finalize like the short film I'm supposed to write. Like I was like, he was like, I like this scene, but like, I don't know, like this one part doesn't work. And you end up like just rewriting it. And he's like, Oh, like, um, I think something in the middle of those two would be good. And then you like rewrite it. And then it's like, but I've never done it where it's like, uh, I'm gonna write this line of dialogue and like you write the next one like I don't know how to like work with someone like that so I think it's like really interesting that you guys kind of like vibe off each other like that it was yeah it's like a trade-off yeah, yeah, yeah. because with something like that written on paper 
it's easy to send it to someone and say, hey, check this out. Where can I make changes and what kind of changes? But yeah. like, when we're putting down ideas in, in like the beginning of our writing process, it's really hard to form ideas when you're not all in the same room. Yeah. Like th that's oh. the trade-off. So like in real time, it's so much easier to just like slap something together, mm -hmm. have it be a song, but otherwise it's pretty difficult. Yeah, because you said home again, like a lot of the kind of like conceptualizing was like when you guys weren't in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know how that works. That's like, I, I can't get my head around that. Like right where someone's like, oh, I'm going to try out this sound. And then the other, like, okay, like it just seems so hard. It's, yeah, I mean, definitely in the beginning, it, we we had to get used to it. But after you, like, it's the same four of us for three and a half years, it kind of just, it becomes like nature almost. Yeah. Kind of learn what, if someone's having a tr having trouble explaining something, you, we, the we rest of us it. know what they're trying to say, yeah, and what yeah. they want to be hearing. And that comes with like working someone for that long. I feel like, like you kind of get to sync up with them in a sense. Yeah. Like if you, uh, if I hear Shane is playing something, I'm like, I know he doesn't really want it to sound like that. I know what yeah. he's going for. <laughs> Whereas like another guitarist would be going for something different. There's, yeah. Yeah. And also like when we recorded the album in the studio, there was a lot of difference between the idea that we recorded like raw at the, like at the yeah. beginning of yeah. the session yeah. versus the idea that came out post like production mm -hmm. and after he had mixed everything and after we had recorded all the parts for it because they like the first album we had like a couple overdubs where we would do like a guitar line or something here and there but it wasn't it was only like one or two songs mm -hmm. that whereas the second album there were a heckin' lot of like layers. Yeah, yeah, we layers. had like layer. It was it was just more. I wouldn't say more produced on our part because the first album we produced as much as we wanted to and we thought it sounded good like where it yeah, was. Yeah. But the second one, we just we definitely like thought of layers. Yeah, more, layers. And yeah. we we decided to add the layers. So like some of these ideas, for example, songs like "My Extensive Love for Cheeseburgers," mm -hmm. like that that song was like absolute garbo when we would try and play it in practice because uh -huh. it just did not sound good raw with only two guitars and the one bass and the drums like the bass and the drums sounded fine because you can't really change those yeah the guitars or you can't sorry i didn't mean that baby no <laughs> no i get it um but with the guitars like when we record you record it raw and it's like no reverb no nothing sometimes you would have a pedal on but usually it's added post just so that if you don't like it you can still change it whereas like if you have it on already it's like recorded like that yeah but like we had i had to add probably five like five other guitar tracks for that song so it's just like a lot of, it's just like a lot of like different components go into stuff and that's that's just because yeah we, we we thought it would be better that way and then it turned out to be better that way yeah it turned out to be better that way <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, all experimenting. So. It was that, like, in terms of conceptualizing, like, it was definitely, like, it was what we wanted to sound like in the end. And then in the beginning, we were, like, feeling a little down on it, like, iffy, because we didn't think it was going to be, like, anywhere near what we wanted or anywhere near good enough. And yeah. then it ended up being, like, all right. So we, you know, kept it. That's cool.
I like that because it's all like drafting and stuff like like you never I feel like that's for most mediums like you never know how good it can be until after you put like as much work as you did into it like maybe it would have been worse if you didn't like try again or something or do that one take or whatever right yeah I got that I have uno uno mas question for you guys um that I wanted to ask earlier just um because i know you were, you were talking about wolfpack a little um and i don't know if this is like a dumb question but i'm curious because i hear your guys stuff and sometimes it reminds me like of a band but i'm like not sure what band it reminds me of like stuff like sunset avenue um i don't know how to describe the song but like i know the vibe of the song like it grabs you and it's like it's one of those like upbeat songs that's not totally upbeat in reality and things like that like are there any I know we were talking about artists but like are there any artists that influence you to any extent and like because I know you guys try to be organic with your own stuff last question it's a <laughs> we could talk question. about that for hours okay such different tastes yeah I think that's what the hard part is is that we all listen to so I think all of us listen to so much music like mm -hmm all different kinds of genres. I can yeah. speak for all four of us that we all listen to like so many different genres of music and take it inspiration from that. But when I'm writing, like I never like, I want it to sound like this song. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to, it's just like, whatever. I usually like, will play a, like a melody and I'll sing like some random things over it. <laughs> and then it just eventually becomes a song. And it's yeah. just like such a weird process to yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I don't really have like a specific person that I'm like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like a lot of I think if I was split everybody up into groups, a lot of the stuff that I write is like this indie pop kind of mm. stuff. Seamus is more like indie, jam rocky, right? More like instrumental stuff. Pater is like the funk, <laughs> the funk, and like jazzy too. Like you, you jazz it up. I listen to jazz, um, <laughs> but who knows like if I jazz it up? Um, I think you jazz it up. And then same with uh, Finn. He's just like yeah, jazz. Finn, I think Finn's the best example of that. Because yeah. he's got so many different flavors he can bring in. Yeah. And he always modifies it to what we're all playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But a specific person I don't have. Yeah, I guess that was like that was like a bad last. You were right. Like that's a very oh, big no, last. No, it is. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good question. Oh, yeah. it's a good question. It's interesting to talk for a very about. loaded, loaded last question. I guess that would have taken up like another half of this. But, <laughs> we yeah. definitely all have our influences, and we definitely like you can if you really, really pick apart our music. I'm sure you can find some similarities to stuff that we listen to. But in terms of like writing and stuff, we there's never any goal to sound like somebody or to have like a perfect sound. I have an example. Well, I think there's one song that I was like, I want it to give me always vibes. All what? Are they, are they called always, always or all? Okay, they're always. spelled like always, always. Always with two V's. Always with two V's. Oh, okay. Like the Gaelic W or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like a real. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but they're just a great. They got band. songs like Archie Marry Me, Dreams Tonight, that that band. Okay, I think I've. Art that Archie song sounds familiar. Yeah, they're a great band, and I love the vocalist. She's awesome. 
but um yeah I remember writing the song passing through and writing the melody and I realized it, it it's it's not like copies the song or anything obviously but it had like this flavor of like always and I was like dang I'm liking this because I love always like always is such a great band so I was just like okay that's cool but um I think one time we basically accidentally wrote knocking on heaven's door <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny i was like oh shoot like oh wait this sounds like that we were oh, like oh yeah, wow, this sounds like knocking period. knocking on heaven's door and yeah. we were just like oof okay bye <laughs> that was pretty funny i remember that I, I think that was like the only time we've ever like slipped up and didn't realize it and then we're like wait a second I think that was a coincidence, though. Yeah, yeah that was a really thing. I honestly like when not I not a coincidence, but uh, I don't think in. we noticed it. We yeah, yeah, none we... of us noticed it until we actually played it as a full band, and we're like, <laughs> okay, what? What are the chords? <laughs> what is this it's progression? Knocking on heaven's door. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys, thank you so much for doing this. We totally. I would like kill to get you guys in my backyard. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Just to like make something happen. And I'm looking forward to like keeping up with you guys and just love what you guys do. So hopefully we can talk again.